So in honor of the Balaram Rasa Yatra Purnim, we're discussing from 10th Canto of Simad Bhagavatam, chapter 65, Lord Balaram visits Vrindavan. Sri Sukho Uvacha, Balabhadra Kurushestha Bhagavan Ratam Astita Suhridhidrikshur Utkantaha Prayayo Nandagokulam. So Sukadev Goswami said, Palabhadra Kurushesta, or best of the Kurus, Sukadev Goswami addresses Maharaj Parikit about Balabhadra, that person who has auspicious power, not ordinary power. Bhagavan Ratamastita. He is Bhagavan, this Balabhadra, and he got on his Ratha, his chariot. He mounted his chariot, Suriddhidrikshur Utkanta Prayayu Nandagukulam, and with a very great eagerness to see his Surit, his well-wishing friends, he traveled to Nandagokulam, the village of Nanda Maharaj, known as Gokul. So it was quite some time before Balaram returned to Vrindavan, having left at an early age with Lord Krishna, 10, 11, 12 years old. And it said here that he went with great eagerness. One may question, why didn't Krishna go? <laughs> and why wasn't he eager? And of course, he was eager to see the inhabitants of Vrindavan, but he didn't go. And in spite of his various reasons that he brought up at different times to justify his not returning while professing his profound love and feelings of separation for the inhabitants of Vrindavan, Balaram didn't accept his rationale. In fact, after he had gone to Vrindavan, this came up. Narada came to Dwarka. Narada had heard from the Yadavas of the greatness of Uddhava, the standard of his devotion. So he came looking for Uddhava, the dearest of Krishna, in Dwarka there. He said to be more dear than Lakshmi, more dear than Ram, Brahma, Shiva. So with great devotion and feeling of ecstasy, he came, Narada, looking for Uddhava, calling out for him in Dwarka. And Uddhava spoke up and he said, what you say about me is no doubt true. I have a reputation for being close to Krishna. I'm his advisor here. And people think of me as a great devotee. But the fact of the matter is, I'm nothing. With all of my learning, and he was a big scholar, Uddhava, I really know nothing about devotion and Bhagavan Krishna taught me a great lesson in this regard one time by sending me to Vrindavan, Gokul. It was just after he got his education 
from Sandipanimuni, Mother Rohini approached him and told him of the plight of the inhabitants of Vrindavan. And in her estimation, with some callousness, he sent Uddhava at that time in his stead with a message to the inhabitants and the gopis in particular. And Uddhava said to Narada, I went there, I saw the standard of their devotion, and I'm nothing in comparison. I stayed for two months, and at that time I sang the glories of those Prajabhasis and the gopis in particular, and I aspired that I could become like a blade of grass in that place. It's not that Uddhava wanted to change his rasa, but that's not the idea. That doesn't go on. But he wanted to continue to serve Krishna in his particular relationship with him, but with the kind of intensity of devotion that he had witnessed in Vrindavan. This is the idea. Anyway, he glorified these Rajabhasis. And so the topic came up in Dwarka. What is the glory of the love of the inhabitants of Vrindavan for Krishna? But Rohini intervened and she said, Yes, they have great love for him, but he is so hard-hearted and callous that he has not gone there. She began to criticize Krishna and praise the inhabitants of Vrindavan and the standard of their love. So many troubles they underwent and tolerated all for the sake of loving him. And what did he do in return? He just left. He's never gone back. Rukmini heard this and she said, Oh, wait, Rohini, how can you speak like that about him? I know his heart. He's not hard-hearted. At night he sings out sometimes in a dream the names of Nanda, Subal, Sridham. He calls the names of the different cows. He addresses Radha in his sleep. I know in his heart he loves them. And Satibama intervened with her jealous love. What do you say, Rukmini? What do you know? In the daytime he also says these things, not only when sleeping. He wanted to put her two cents in <laughs> and be heard. Balaram interrupted. You know nothing. He's Rohini Nandan. So like mother, like son, actually. It is sometimes said in English like father, like son, but uh, we've heard from the Indian thinking that son follows the disposition of the mother and daughter follows more the disposition of the father. Some general principle like this has been spoken of. So Balaram, just like Rohini, spoke up and said, oh, he doesn't care about them. You girls are speaking like this. He has a soft heart. It's all a show that he puts on for you. I went there. I personally spoke with them. Nothing could pacify them. Nothing I said. I brought messages from Krishna. The only thing that could partially pacify them was my promise that I would bring him back shortly. But when I returned and told him of their plight, what did he say? He said, yeah, I'll come. But the thought that he entertained, Baldev said in his, in his mind, never went to his heart. Why? Because the actions of this person reveal their heart. They may say one thing, they may think, but what they do, that reveals their heart. We should take a lesson from Balaram. So many things we're hearing about devotional service, and so many things we speak about, what we've heard through others. But, as it's said in English, action speaks louder than words. If the thought that we entertain in our head and it comes out our mouth is allowed to go down into our heart first 
and change our life, the way we act. And then, from that position, it again rises and comes out of our mouth. Those words will have power to change the lives of others. So we should hear in such a way that it goes in to our heart. And how will we know? By action. So action speaks louder than words, Balaram said. It didn't go into his heart. I know it because he never went there. If it had gone into his heart, then just like, what did he say, Ramananda Roy was advised by Mahaprabhu that you stay here and remain in your government service and I'll arrange everything with the king that you can be well taken care of. Ramananda replied, the body is like a chariot and the heart is like the driver, so wherever the heart goes, the body must go. Hearing this, Mahaprabhu gave in and said, yes, come to Puri. It meant his heart was going wherever Mahaprabhu was going, so how could his body remain behind? So we have to take Krishna consciousness to heart and to take all these advices. We should read the scripture with a view to hear something that we need to hear and then listen to that, not rationalize it away or put it off, listen to it. This is what we call submissive hearing. This is recommended in Bhagavad Gita, Tadvidhi Pranipatina Pariprashnena Sevaya. Inquire submissively, like Prabhupada, what did he used to say? I only had one question of my Guru Maharaj. How can I serve you? So our inquiry into this should not be just for the satisfaction of our curiosity and our intellect, but pertinent questions. How can I advance in spiritual life? With this spirit we should listen. Then all these discussions, all these books, like our Guru Maharaj gave us, 60 books he used to say, they'll not be boring. We won't think, I already read that. If we read with the right spirit, we can read again and again and find inspiration to change. And upon changing, then we can live within the books. So Baladev criticized Krishna like this. So he and Rohini continually criticized Krishna and praised the love of the inhabitants of Vrindavan. And meanwhile, Rukmini, Satyabhama, others, they spoke up on behalf of Krishna. Padmavati, the mother of Kamsa, senile, elderly wife of Ugrasen, she had a different feeling, different sensibility. She said, what are these people of Vrindavan? What is that? They kept him there in wild forest, amidst wild animals in the name of protecting their domestic herd. They sent him into the brambles and the brush with no shoes on. What kind of love they have. After not feeding him enough, he stole some butter and then they tied him up. Who cares for these people? You go and tell Nanda Maharaj that we will calculate every morsel of food. Gargamuni here. We'll have him calculate every morsel of food that was eaten over the 11 years that Krishna stayed there in his house. And then we'll double it and send it to him. And we'll leave it up to his discretion whether or not he wants to compensate Krishna for taking care of his cows for so many years. <laughs> so this way, and there are different sentiments of different devotees. It's a big world, a spiritual world. And the sentiments of Rohini the sentiments of Balaram in Dwarka reflect their own experience in Vrindavan. After all, Rohini lived in Vrindavan, raised Rama and Krishna there until Kamsa was killed and she was reunited with Vasudev. Balaram is really Brajbasi. He's actually the son of Nanda and Yasoda by affection's force and Rohini. Yasodamai is affectionate, but Salya Bhav is the supreme in Vrindavan. 
And second place is Rohini. Third comes Nanda Maharaj and Nanda Langos. So she had great affection for Krishna in Vrindavan and all of the inhabitants of Vrindavan. It was the nature of their love she could appreciate. So although they're criticizing Krishna, Ram and Rohini, actually their love for him is deeper. They're glorifying the love of the inhabitants of Vrindavan. And Krishna is, of course, affected by that. And they're so affected by that that they're speaking in such a strong way that they can even criticize Krishna. They cannot tolerate. Valdiv couldn't tolerate. You haven't gone there. And because you didn't go in the first place, I went. Taking your permission, to some extent, yes. But with great eagerness, it is mentioned here, he mounted his chariot to meet his suited, well-wishing friends. Suited as a particular type of friend. Well-wishing, like Prabhupada used to sign his letters. Nitya suited, you're ever well-wisher. Balaram is described like this when Gargacharya gave him his names in the cowshed. He said, oh, he's a well-wisher of everyone, this Balaram. And he should be named Bal, he should be named Ram, he should be named Sankarshan. Sankarshan means to draw together. So the Sankarshan Vidya is the science of drawing a child from one lady's womb and putting her that child into another. This was known by Yogamaya. She arranged that to take Balaram and transfer him to the womb of Rohini. And he is named Sankarshan on account of this and on account of his power to unite the families of Nanda Maharaj and Vasudev. Nanda Maharaj and Vasudev are actually half-brothers, but Nanda Maharaj's father begot him through a wife of the Vaishya sector. And Vasudev was begotten through a wife of the Chatriya sector. And then they, respectively, Nanda and Mar, Maharaj and Vasudev, married uh, Lady Cowherd and Lady Chatriya. And this way, some distance was created. But Balaram, Sankarsham, brought them together. So that great well-wisher, Baldev, is the topic of tonight's talk. And such feelings he had for the inhabitants of Vrindavan. He couldn't tolerate Krishna's rationale for not returning there. An excuse of dharma and so many things. They were remaining in Dwarka. Actually, it was all for the sake of the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Because the father-in-law of Kangsa Jarasandha would have come there and attacked with his armies and the forest people would have been, village people, devastated. So a fort in Dwarka was erected and so forth. And Krishna's orchestrating all of this for the sake of the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Still in an outburst of love for those inhabitants, Balaram had spoken up like this. And he did so after he had already gone, the topic here in this chapter, and spoken with them, consoled them. So he went with great enthusiasm to meet the inhabitants of Vrindavan, and upon returning to Dwarka, he couldn't tolerate. He went because he couldn't wait for Krishna to go, and he came back and he realized even I went, it's not enough, and he couldn't tolerate Krishna's reluctance to go at that time. Of course, it's, he's blaming Krishna, but there's really, that is just a way of speaking affectionately. Sometimes in love for someone, we express anger towards them. He was in a difficult situation, Krishna, because he was surrounded by all these Dwarka Basis at this time. He had made the arrangement to protect the inhabitants of Vrindavan, but now he's with all these devotees from Dwarka, and they don't want him to go. In fact, when this talk I'm describing from Dwarka was going on, this is as related by Sanatana Goswami in Brihat Bhagavatamrita. And the, Krishna actually admitted to Baladev, yes, I'm hard-hearted, it's a fact. I haven't gone 
he began to cry. He embraced Balaram and Balaram began to cry. And oh, the, then the inhabitants of Dwarka, they became very apprehensive. What's going to happen now? Padmavati spoke up, worried. He's going to go to Vrindavan. The kingdom will be given away. So he, she made different excuses and so forth. Then Brahma came on the scene, Lord Brahma. After all, Krishna in one sense had come to the world at the request of Brahma to establish piety, annihilate the miscreants and so forth. If Krishna had gone at that time by the force of Balaram's love and Rohini's love for the inhabitants of Vrindavan, if he had just packed it up and said, all right, I'm going, then Leela would have been finished, but the demons would not have been annihilated. So many were still left to be killed and that Kurukshetra war had to take place and so forth. So Brahma made his appearance in Dwarka. He was so much appreciative of Krishna's love, but he had to do something to keep him from going. So he told Garuda, Come, let us put Krishna and Ram on your back, not far from here. Vishvakarma has created a scene like Vrindavan with the deity of Nanda Maharaj and the deity of Yasoda, deities of the different coward boys and so forth. Vishvakarma, of course, is the architect of the universe, very famous for his work. So he made the original Novo Vrindavan, New Vrindavan, hmm? between the ocean of Dwarka and uh, what is it, Raivata Mountain, where Balaram killed Dudvida, gorilla, and uh, another occasion drank that Varuni and danced in the night. In that area, this Navabrindavan was created. So Brahma said, put them on your back, Garuda, fly them there. Rohini, you can go. Others, you stay out of the picture. Rukmini, Satyabham, and others. Because if he sees you there, then the whole thing, because you don't go there, so that'll be ruined. So they brought him there, and he passed out in the trance of ecstasy. And then when he came to, he looked around, he saw the deity of Nanda Maharaj. He said, oh, Father, I had a wonderful dream. I went to the ocean and I built a palace. And I had so many queens and so many elephants. I battled with so many demons and defeated them. This way he was eager to tell of the holy love dark. He thought it was a dream. Rohini was there. She said, okay, anyway, you told him. Now he's busy. You've got to get out with the cows. Took him out with the cows and then he saw the deities of the cowherds and so forth. And this way he was thinking the whole Dwarkalila was just a dream. And gradually a couple of things poked out and he realized he saw the ocean in the distance. He thought, what's going on? What's that? <laughs> and then he started to remember and he was and consulted by Brahma and, and Balaram became sensible also, by Brahma's influence. The Leela has to go on, so Krishna was preached to in a different way, and this way it carried on. But the point of bringing this up is that certainly Krishna has deep affection for all the inhabitants of Vrindavan, and he wanted to go there. He'd only left on their account, but he got implicated there in Dwarka, and the inhabitants of Dwarka were trying to keep him there at all cost, even Brahma. So he's a multifaceted person. He had many things to do. And Balaram, multifaceted person too. Difficult to understand. We are told that some Vaishnavas think that Balaram is only a jiva. Difficult to understand. We've spoken before about how Nityananda Prabhu is difficult to understand. So some people have misunderstood Balaram. What to speak of Nityananda Prabhu? 
Therefore, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami in Chaitanya Charitamrita went to great lengths upon beginning to speak about Balaram and Nityananda to establish his divinity. And Krishna went to some extent to establish the divinity of Balaram. In 15th chapter of 10th canto of Bhagavatam, Danukasur Lila, Krishna is glorifying him in so many ways. Speaking of his glory, and in that place, in 8th verse of that chapter, he says, In a covert way, he speaks of this Lila, Lord Krishna. Balaram's dancing with gopis. With your buja arms, you embrace the gopis. It's in a secret language because overtly, that gopi means a creeper, like a vine. Balaram is in the forest. They walk through the, Krishna's glorifying the forest and all the inhabitants and saying how they are all devoted to Balaram and Krishna's showing his affection and his reverence for his elder brother, calling him the Supreme God. Gopi creeper is on your chest and getting embraced by you. And it's a covert reference because this is Poganda Lila in the 15th chapter. They have not yet entered into the Kishore Lila, so how Balaram can be dancing with gopis? So it's a covert reference, actually, to the future, this Lila. Both in 34th chapter, and now in this chapter, 34th chapter, Balaram dances with the gopis during Holi. So this Lila is also taking place in the Vasant, in the springtime. Balaram went, at this time, springtime, he spent two months in Vrindavan. So long before that, one night... During Holi, this time, springtime, Krishna and Balaram were with, out, and gopis were there, and it's very clearly mentioned by the acharyas that Balaram had his own group of gopis, Krishna had his own group of gopis. That's when that Sankachuda came. Sankachuda, big demon, he had a jewel on his forehead, and he tried to steal away the gopis of Ram and Krishna. And Krishna chased after him, and gopis stayed with Ram. He took care of them. Krishna caught him, cut off his head, took off his jewel, and brought it back to give to Radha, but he couldn't give it to Radha. So many others around at that time. So he gave it to Balaram instead. And Balaram gave it to Madhumangal, and Madhumangal gave it to Radha in Lalita Madhav, Rama of Rupuvasami, in that Leela. <laughs> Balaram could understand the heart of Krishna. Balaram is serving Krishna in terms of Krishna's heart, but as I say, he's a complex person. We are complex people. All of us, we have so many sides to ourselves, and a side that nobody knows, worst side. <laughs> but Krishna knows that side of everybody, everything about everybody. What can we know about him? And Ram, Balaram, as we are complex people, how complex they must be in terms of sentiments and sides to themselves that no one knows. So we hear of a certain side of Balram from our Sampradaya, a certain picture we get, but he's manifested. And some glimpse our Sampradaya is given about his own gopis, his own group, not much details. But in terms of the parameters of rasa, rasa tattva, we can understand he must have had his own gopis. Because if if Radha is sitting with Krishna and Balaram should come in, she'll immediately get up and walk out out of deference to the elder brother. So what happened? Here it is mentioned in this Leela. Balaram came, he spoke with Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda Mahi first. 
Then there was some exchange of talk. How is everybody in Dwarka? How are they doing? Some small talk. Oh, and, and how are you? And they took him on their lap and bathed him with their tears. And he cried and they asked about Krishna. How is he doing? We've heard rumors about him. He's married now. So many queens and so forth. And Balaram tried to pacify them. And then he came to Gopis. He sat with them. It is mentioned in this chapter. They came before him. Rama, Sandarshanandrita. It is mentioned. They came and they took respectfully the darshan of Ram. But this phrase also implies that Balram also had respect for them. So these are Krishna's gopis. Nityananda Prabhu is said to have seen once in Rathayatra Chaitanya Mahaprabhu manifest the form of Radha. This is mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita. He saw it. Now Nityananda Prabhu was always close, fastly, fastened practically to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, especially in Rathayatra. He would fall, Nityananda Prabhu would pick him up. But when he saw Mahaprabhu actually manifest the form of Radha, he had this vision. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami says he paid his obeisance, keeping a distance. So respect for Radha there in, in Ram, we find. So Rama Sandarshanadrita. The gopis respectfully came before him to have the darshan of Ram. And as I said, implied in the phrase, Ram showed respect to them for the nature of their devotion. To Krishna, he does not have immediate access. The Shakti aspect of Ram, Anangamanjari, is the younger sister of Radha. And in that form, he participates in these affairs, but not directly. So he spoke with them, and he gave messages from Krishna to them, and he tried to pacify them. And Bhagavatam says, calls him in that verse, Sankarshana. Taha Krishnasya Sandesha Hridaya Gramai. That he gave a message, but it was confidential. He spoke, that means, to the heart. Who? Sankarshan. Why is he called Sankarshan in this verse? Because as I told earlier, Sankarshan means to draw together. And what he was doing at that time when he was speaking to Krishna's gopis, he was drawing Krishna there from Dwarka. He drew him. And Krishna fully manifest in his mind. And gopis were feeling as if Krishna was personally present. This is how Ram, Balram, then related with Krishna's gopis. Only on Krishna's behalf. Completely taking the mood of, as Prabhupada used to say, Supreme Personality of Godhead, Servitor. This is the mood of Balram. Servitor of Krishna. He's elder of Krishna. He's friend of Krishna. And also sometimes as Servitor. So, fully representing Krishna, not enjoying Radha's group for himself in any way. In this way, he delivered the message to them. And then, from there, he came with his own group of gopis. And he stayed for two months, and every night for two months, he danced with them. And this, as I say, is alluded to in that Dinakasur Lila, Krishna himself. So, this way, we trace out through the Bhagavatam, with the help of great acharyas, we can find out something, this secret side, so to speak, of Balaram, a complex person, difficult to understand. One thing we are told repeatedly, and that aspect we know, and that will help us very much in our devotion. We should focus on that. But that is not the only thing about Balaram, or any of the great personalities, whether the Lord or great devotees that we hear about. We hear of Prahlad, and Shantaras, and this one, and the, these are to help us understand 
these particular um, relationships. But it's not that these parshad devotees of the Lord are necessarily limited only to what they represent in the writings, in the teachings, for our benefit. So the idea is it's a big, big world. <laughs> and Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur called Tripad Vibhuti. So tonight, anyway, we have some opportunity to glimpse into this side of Balaram. Both sides, he's messenger of Krishna, servitor of Krishna, faithfully delivering the message, only representing him, no personal desire of his own. And second side, he has his life with his gopis. He danced with them and he drank the Varuni liquor, some kind of honey beverage that he took from the tree. Varuni is like daughter of Varuna. So Varuna sent her, serve him in this way. She came, Balaram, drank the honey, shared it with his lady friends. And in great intoxication on the full moon, he danced. End of this night. And then his intoxication, he wanted to bathe in the Jamuna. Krishna's Rasalila is in one place. Balaram's Rasalila is in another place. Siramgat is in a very different place from where the Rasalila of Radha and Krishna took place. If we trace out all these things, we can understand. He's a different group, different affair. He wanted to bathe in the Jamuna. It's like Krishna and Rasalila, they bathed in the Jamuna. So after dancing, he called the Jamuna to come to him in his intoxication. It's like an intoxicated person will say, hey, River, come over here. <laughs> so Balaram called, and she said, they're intoxicated. What is this? But for Balaram to be intoxicated, that's all right. He's Dauji, elder brother, it means. So the famous Dauji Mandir in the Braj, and they offer him bong regularly. Mm-hmm. It means some kind of marijuana they offer him. Hmm? Rolled into some, baked and cooked into something. He, he takes that a sophisticated high. And he drinks Varuni beverage. But that doesn't mean we should take these things. Balaram is intoxicated. He wants the river to come. And Jumuna says, Vashi, I come. And you're intoxicated. Uh, there. You come to me. I'm the river. People walk to me. I don't go to them. Hmm? But Balaram said that he reached out with his plow and started to drag her. So, if you can do that, then you can take Baruni <laughs> to your full satisfaction. Then your eyes roll. <laughs> that is his position. Mahaprabhu also manifested like this, this Bhav of Balaram once, called Jamuna, pulled his plow. It was mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Anyway, at that time, Jamuna came, and because he had pulled, and he said, there are so many streams. She offered respect. The goddess came, Kalindi. Not Kalindi herself, expansion of Kalindi, because Kalindi herself is wife of Krishna. So by tracing out from different Puranas and so forth, this goddess mentioned in Bhagavatam, you can understand, was expansion of Kalindi, and expansion of Lakshmi came, offered new garments to Balaram, blue garments, a golden earring with the diamond in it that he wears in his left ear. Balaram started that trend. (laughs) (laughs) Earring in one ear. You see those people, they're the followers. They don't know it, but <laughs> they're the followers of Balaram. We have to catch them. Krishna, Ram's friends, they are. <laughs> so then he adorned himself with those new garments and so forth. In this way, Balaram enjoyed his Rasalila. And on this night, we are discussing something about that. 65th chapter, 
अत्यंत कैंत हो सिमत भागतम श्री बलराम की जय राम कृष्ण की जय श्री रसियत्र बलदेव की जय एनी क्वेश्चन Yes, he has wife Revati. Who's mentioned in that? Revati and who else? One other wife, two wives. I forget her other name. In Dwarka, Revati Nath. That is Ram. Another question? Yes. Well, we can understand that the inhabitants of Vrindavan are still today waiting for Krishna's return and hankering after his association. Well, no, Krishna returned actually. After he killed Dantavakra, then he he went to Vrindavan, and he took all the inhabitants of Vrindavan from what's called the Prakat Lila, the manifest Lila, to the Aprakat Lila, the unmanifest Lila, and then he returned to Dwarka, and finished the Kurukshetra war with Arjuna and Lila. Then he then took all the inhabitants of Dwarka back to Dwarka. So there's a very secret, hidden reference to this in Simad Bhagavatam. But the details of that are further explained in Padma Purana and Harivam's Purana. So Krishna promised to go back. Now, it said that Krishna breaks his promise. He lies sometimes, but he never breaks his promise to his devotees. When he does lie and break his promise, why does he do so? For the sake of his devotees, force of his love for his devotees will cause him to dispense with any other right or wrong. You'll lie and cheat and steal anything for them, if need be. Not only did Krishna promise to come back, but Nanda Maharaj promised to get him back there. Nanda Maharaj came back with with just some garments from Krishna and ornaments to give to the inhabitants of Vrindavan. After he had promised, I'll bring him back. But as Devaki and Vasudev, they were educated people. They were able to like pull the wool over his eyes and convince him that. Your son needs an education, and so many things. But he went back empty-handed, just just some ornaments, and clothes. They were a little upset with him, but then seeing how upset he was with himself, then they just had sympathy. He was their king, king of the cowards. But then Balaram promised to bring him back, also. So how could he not go back? He didn't go back. Of course, he went back. And besides that, we understand philosophically he never left. That through his expansion. Of Vasudev Krishna, Mathuresh Krishna, Dwarkesh Krishna, he went, and he went undercover in Vrindavan. But in the Gopis, for example, separation from Krishna, they hallucinated, thinking that he actually appeared. And when Krishna sent message through Uddhava, he told them, "It's not a hallucination. I actually am there. I'm more there in your madness of separation than I am here in Dwarka, where people actually see me." All the time, I'm more there. So this is, of course, a very esoteric idea, but it is the nature of Vrindavan. Krishna never steps foot out of Vrindavan, but just like he disappeared from the Rasa dance, why? To increase the love of the devotees for him, the gopis for him. So, for the sake of increasing their love, he appears not to be present. But if you go there, if a learned person goes there. Like Uddhava went there, and Krishna sent him there to send a message, but to give a message to Uddhava. What was the message that Uddhava got? Krishna is here more in Vrindavan, in these people, in their love for him, than he is in Dwarka. 
where I'm meeting him every day and he's asking my counsel and so forth. He's there, but in an esoteric way, he's more present in their love. After all, the whole appearance of Krishna is based on the devotee's love. According to the nature of their love, then Krishna reciprocates and appears in a particular form. And there's no greater love than that which is there in the inhabitants of Vrindavan. That's the whole lesson of the Bhagavatam. That's why, in one sense, you see, for us, Krishna appeared to leave Vrindavan. Why? To show that their standard of love is the highest, so that we could know that's where he really is. He's really there in Vrindavan. So we should go there. <laughs> that is Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya. We should go to Vrindavan. So he's there and he's not there. Atintya Veda Veda. So he returned. Now we should go back and see for ourselves <laughs> if he's there. <laughs> All right, we'll stop there. See Valdev Ki Jai. Sudaisi Bhakti Vedanta Sami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Bhakti Rakshak Siddhi Sami Maharaj Ki Jai. Bhakti Sansa Sri Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai. Or Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai.